you're listening to The Final Take. We're your hosts. I'm Nelson Wynn. And I'm Tim Cox. This is a conversation podcast where we talk TV, film, and our love for it all. This episode, we discuss TV shows we're watching, the latest trailers, upcoming releases, and of course, review Finch, which is currently streaming on Apple TV+. But first, we are going to pay tribute to two actors we lost recently. Uh, Dean Stockwell, who passed away yesterday. Uh, I guess by the time this airs, it'll be a few days ago. Um, He was a presence in our homes in the 80s as uh, uh, a main player in Quantum Leap. Oh, Quantum Leap. That was such a great show. It was such a great show. Definitely ahead of its time. Back when TV was... Yeah, it was one of those ones where you look back and you say, just such an original idea, yeah. you know, and um, and Scott Bakula and Dean Stockwell were the two main players and every 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 episode was different. Um, <clears throat> such a sad ending to the to the show. But and also he was in uh, Dune, the original Dune. Dune from 1984. Well. 1984. That's right. Um, Peter Scolari. Uh, everybody knows Peter Scolari from, uh, uh, one of Tom Hanks's first roles, uh, speaking of Tom Hanks, uh, bosom buddies, and he was in new heart and he did, uh, quite a few, quite a few things on and off. I had the pleasure of actually meeting Peter Scolari back in 2004. He was in a play on, yeah, he was in a play on Broadway called, um, Sly Fox with Richard Dreyfuss and Eric Stoltz and uh, just a, a who's who on Broadway. Um, he was such a nice guy. Just such a great guy. I've never seen an actor come out the stage door and just hang out with fans until uh, everybody left. That's really um, yeah, he was such a nice guy, um, you know, and he will be definitely missed. And uh, if anybody gets a chance to watch the tribute that Tom Hanks paid to Peter Scolari on uh, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, very, very great. He was there to promote Finch, and they talked about Bosom Buddies most yeah. of the time. And that was, yeah, that was one of my early favorite shows. It's such like a random, you know, concept. These two men have to, 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 to find the only housing they can find is like in a female, female only dorm, all female apartment apartment complex. complex. So they, so they dress in drag so they can live there. Right. And I remember as a kid watching reruns of it. And then all of a sudden, like Tom Hanks was part of my life. Yeah. And it was, um, it was just a great show. I mean, I think by the time I, it was on when I was um, probably six or seven years old, but by the time I kind of caught up with it, it was in syndication. So that's probably um, where I caught it. Yeah. But it was, it was one of those shows. I mean, we watched a lot of good comedies on TV and, and uh, that was, that was one of them. You know, uh, I, I, I remember the, the theme song to that, the Peter, or sorry, I was going to say Peter Gabriel, the Billy Joel theme song. Um, But uh, that you know, just stuck out to me. And uh, yeah, just a classic, classic comedy. And Peter Scolari, Dean Stockwell, two presents in our family when we were young. Yep. They will, will be missed. missed. All right. What's good on TV? Well, Tim. What have you been watching? Most recently, I've been all all in on Apple TV+. Plus. I was a bit of a skeptic going in uh-huh. when it first launched, you know, the the cynic in me was thinking money grab <laughs> and i wasn't all too impressed with the initial offerings like it, it didn't make me want to jump in right. but lately i've been all about it so yeah. i've actually been watching two shows in in my household uh on apple mm-hmm. tv plus 
The first one is Swagger. I don't know if you've caught it, but it, it stars um oh what's what's his name? Uh Ice Ice Cube's son. Uh okay. anyway, it's 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 pro- it's executive produced by uh Kevin Durant and it's kind of loosely based on his um kind of formative years in basketball growing up in Maryland. Okay. And it's about like a basketball phenom um kind of coming up through you know, he's supposed to be 14 years old coming up through like, you know, middle school, AAU, you know, basketball mm-hmm. and, you know, just trying to make it as like a phenom where everyone, everyone knows who he is. Um, you know, he's trying to, trying to produce, trying to, you know, keep a level head um, growing up in just, you know, single family or single parent household in, in, in the hood and, you know. All right. the trappings that go in, you know, on uh, on someone, on a young person, um, you know, being a star uh, is is incredible. And nice. you know, I, sign me up for high school sports movies. I need more of them. I like them. I I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if there's one that has come along that I haven't liked. Um, right. They sports movies in general are just. I don't yeah. know. They're they're always O'Shea good. Jackson sports Jr. movies. O'Shea Jackson Jr. Yeah, O'Shea Jackson so it stars, stars yeah. him. Um, the 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 actor that plays the 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 phenom, the basketball phenom, his name is Isaiah R. Hill. And uh, I was reading mm-hmm. up on it. He actually played basketball. He's actually you know a pretty good basketball player in New Jersey. Um, won the role of like a nationwide search for you know someone who could act and ball because the basketball scenes are incredible, the sports right. scenes are incredible. Yeah. Um, you know, in terms of basketball scenes, as good as you'll see, I mean, very good, above average yeah. basketball scenes, and then, um, you know, all, all the off courts drama. Um, you know, really, really good. So, uh, I'd highly suggest nice. that. And then the That's other show on Apple TV Plus that we're watching is Invasion. Um, it's uh, it's about an alien invasion, and it takes it takes place over you know kind of following multiple storylines all over the world. Um, it it's um, it's written created by Simon Kinberg of oh, okay. yeah yeah of the uh, you know the the most recent X Men movies yeah. Um, that's right, and it's it's one of those where it's 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 a bit of a slow burn. They they give you just sprinkles of the aliens, and it's really a human drama. Um, and and yeah. and and what you would do at the end of the world, you know, where where uh you know aliens were were invading the Earth, and uh, you know it follows like a, a family that's going through their you know kind of family drama, <laughs> and and uh-huh. how you would. How, you know how you would survive you know with this you know if you also had mental problems it follows like a bus full of kids um you know and then a you know and a soldier uh in afghanistan like what would happen to you like aliens okay. invaded and all of a sudden you're stranded in afghanistan so it it's it's really good just enough action a lot of tons of drama to keep you going. Um, and just like that sprinkles of like the aliens. So, um, you know, we're a few episodes okay. in and, um, you know, my, my, my wife, Daisy, who's been all in on it. Um, she like, it just grabbed her and, and she's just gripped by it. So she, uh, okay. she highly recommended watching invasion on Apple TV plus invasion. Okay. How Sounds about you? good. We'll check this out. Um, you know what we were talking about 
last week talking about a lot of the new stuff that was coming out, um, there was one that was huge that just kind of slipped under the under the radar there. Uh, Dexter, oh. new new blood. Uh, yeah, I'm here for it. Yeah, um, the last two seasons of Dexter, I guess it would be seven and eight seasons, season seven, season eight. Um, those were weren't as amazing. Uh, I would say the first four seasons were solid. the The next two seasons were great. The last two seasons were they were really just trying to kind of figure out how they really they needed, needed to go to end forward it. and and end yeah. the show. Yeah, yeah. I I, I was definitely all in on Dexter for a while. And, yeah, and it was so and, good. Uh, and it kind of petered out for me a little bit. And mm-hmm. then, yeah. you know, hearing, having expectations for the final season of, like, how are they going to end it? Well, you know, they got to kill Dexter, right? Like, he's got to get caught something. Right. But, you know, the way that it ended the the the, the series finale, um, I had heard about it before I actually watched the season. And so, I actually have never watched the final season of the original oh, Dexter. Yeah. Um, you know what? Uh you can go ahead and watch it. Uh, it. This this first episode pertains to it um, because uh, you know there's the, the 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 title or subtitle, I guess. Uh, Dexter New Blood it seems to me like it's a little bit of foreshadowing. Yeah. It's of what's not talking about Dexter seasons. getting new blood in his body. <laughs> no, definitely not getting new blood in his body. Um, you know, he's been kill free for ten years. Um, you know, he's obviously. Clearly, there he's going to kill to you know kick off yep. the show, and uh, but but new blood. I don't want to give away any spoilers, but uh, that's that's something that comes out of the uh, prior seasons. All right. Um, so um, I'm also watching the movies that made You've us. You've been telling me to watch this move the the show for, for a so while. Good. It's on Netflix, right? Yes, it's on Netflix. I, I think it was born out of the show The Toys That Made Us, which I actually haven't seen. Um, but we just kind of stumbled on, on, uh, it was one of those things that came up as a, as a trailer and we, we, we ca- caught a couple of sound bites. I can't remember what film it was, but, um, we ended up just watching the first two seasons, which are about four episodes. Um, you know, they had back to the future, dirty dancing. So um, they do like, they do deep dives on, on these. On yes. These films. They, they go from start from the writer or the inception, the idea, all the way to the very end, and then they kind of circle back on on how the film was, um, uh, you know, going back to to revisit some of the the shooting locations. Yeah. Um, so good, it is amazing. Um, they this season had eight wow. episodes. We there was a three horror movies that we haven't watched yet, but um, we watched all the other ones. So it's it's a fantastic show to watch if you like documentaries and you like entertainment. Yep pop culture yep. it's all wrapped in one seems so. like essential essential um, viewing for, <laughs> for for yes for two people that have a podcast about movies but that's right it is yeah it's essential <laughs> viewing definitely that's right um the cleaner I, I learned about this from the show graham norton i watch uh uh the graham norton show who i think he's one of the best uh talk show a, hosts a double what uh, you're watching right now yes <laughs> double right. what's good on tv um, <laughs> That's right. The Cleaner, um, which is available through, I think it's on BBC America. They have a, an app called BritBox, and um, you can watch it. The first episode was with uh, Helena Bonham Carter. Um, Greg Davies, who's a British comedian, he was also the headmaster of the school in the uh, 
the in-betweeners if you've ever caught any of that show that's a, a great really that's hilarious so british that's, show that's a good coming of age coming you of know age. it's funny because just greg davies is just hilarious without being funny you know he's just funny without being funny and he's got that just stick up his butt kind of a uh mentality but you know and he's just funny so i i, I definitely um I watched the first episode of that, so that's a good one to kind of kind of keep in mind. So, all right, next we have trailers, 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 trailers. So many, so trailers. many trailers. <laughs> Again, all right. just like last Again, time. It is it. Is this the normal amount of trailers that come out each week, or is it just we're paying attention now? Well, and and because uh, there seem to be so many trailers every week. I think it's the the log jam of all the delays coming to okay. a head finally, and then so, so I've seen, I've seen all, right, all so these. Ne- I don't think you have. You've right? seen all these. I haven't seen. No, I haven't seen them all. Um, you know, again, dad, uh, kids, chauffeur. Yep. Um, you know, um, but I've caught I've caught okay. a few of them. So so so, so all right. So as usual, you list them out. I'll give the blurb and and discuss. All right, let's do it. So on Netflix. Stranger Things season four new trailer yep. came out. So I mean I don't know if this needs an explanation. Stranger Things coming <laughs> back. I actually still need to see season three. Oh my I gosh! Know. I, uh, it was so, so good. Content, I mean, but it, I'll, it, I'll binge it yeah. all at once. Um, yeah. So well, you, you got to binge it leading up to the first, um, leading up to the release, because then they'll you'll time it just yeah. right. But yeah, it, this is. Um, 11 writing Mike. And so they're clearly separated, um, but she's coming back for spring break. So this appears to be taking place during a spring break. So killing the eighties, killing it. I love the eighties representation. You could say they've kind of spearheaded the, you know, eighties nostalgia revival that we're riding on right now. I, you know, I don't think any, any other show other than stranger things has been doing this, doing the eighties, better than stranger yeah. things so um you know it's uh just every they got everything from those pulled up socks with the line with the stripes <laughs> on them to uh you know the the bowl cut yeah. i mean so okay next back to the out family movie talking animals mm-hmm. starring oh yes i saw this trailer uh that's one we're gonna we're gonna family watch we'll, we'll probably do a family episode because the wait is over parents <laughs> um the the new, cartoons are new coming back out. Content is coming your way. You don't have to. Yes. You don't have to watch. You don't have to rewatch. Um, you know, Frozen fifteen times anymore. That's right. That's right. So you can just let it go. Um, Animal. Animal looks incredible. It's the next nature documentary from Netflix. Um, yeah. You know, lots of slow mo, super slow mo shots of predators doing their thing so the trailer it seems to be like if you wanted to see all of your favorite predators and animals in in you know on phantom cam in 4k they're hitting the highlights it seems like they're they're playing they're playing the hits so that that that's coming and that trailer looks phenomenal and we're probably gonna watch that because you know nature documentaries you can't go wrong of course yeah Okay, next, The Power of the Dog. So, this is West, a Western with Benedict Cumberbatch. 
and others, Jesse Plemons, and um, it he it looks like he's he's uh, he's playing the villain, kind of like you know he seems like the bad guy, and uh, it, it looks it looks really good. Okay, last one for Netflix: A Castle for Christmas. So this begins the cavalcade of Christmas movies. Tis the season. Well, I'm gonna say it's it's Brooke Shields and Carrie. Uh, how do you pronounce his last name? Elvis, Elvis, something like that. So this is um, their competition. They're 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 gonna at, at a certain point they're gonna really crush Hallmark. Yeah, I think so. They're going for it. Yep, yep. So um, yeah, she plays a she plays a woman who decides to. Uh, she's a writer. Decides to go back to her ancestral home in Scotland to buy herself a castle and meets uh, the brooding owner and sparks uh-huh. may or may not fly around Christmas time. Yeah. You know, Carrie Ells really, um, Elwis, I don't know. Does anybody know how to pronounce his last name? Just, just write us, <laughs> hit us up on, hit us up on Instagram. So he, he's really gone from the dread pirate Roberts in, the princess bride to um, get off my lawn. Yeah. He's, he's come, he's gone. He's gone a hundred. Yeah. He, he, you know? he, Wesley from the princess bride, Wesley variety right. of roles. He uh, also, mm-hmm. also a favorite of mine. He plays Robin hood and Robin hood men in tights. Prince of these with an English accent. Yes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's a classic Mel Brooks for those yep. who don't know. I think that was Mel yep. Brooks. Last film that, besides the remake of the remake of the remake of the producers, but anyway, the castle for Christmas sounds pretty fantastic. Um, let's look at what's coming out in the movies: Ghostbusters Afterlife with the sexiest man alive, Paul yeah. Rudd. And I'm not just saying he's sexy because he's sexy. People Magazine gave him 365 days of being able to declare being yeah, sexy. That's great. So yeah. The pro- you got to be an actor, musician, or a sports personality, a sports yeah. guy, a sports personality, so, or or a, a, a athlete. Sorry. So the final trailer of Ghostbusters Afterlife, you could call it Ghostbusters Three. Seems like a proper sequel to the Ghostbusters franchise, yeah. and uh, again, just sets a mood, gives you hellhounds, so you know Zool's coming back. Zool. So that looks it looks <laughs> great. I'm that's a watch. Yeah. Actually, our next episode. Definitely. There you go. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Upcoming. Um, Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. I have not seen any Resident Evil. I like hate watch those movies. My wife loves them. She's watched all the Resident (laughs) Evil movies. And I just hate watch them with her and like make, make, make jokes. And like she gets upset and like, I don't, I don't do this through your movies. Like, okay. So, um, yeah. a prequel to the Resident Evil movies, kind of bringing it back to its like you know kind of core horror roots versus you know the what they eventually became, um, you know, real campy body dysmorphing romps that they did. Um, right. So, so looks like it 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 kind of brings it back, reintroducing a new audience to Resident Evil, and uh, it seems like it's more much more closely aligned to, you know, the games. So, okay. yep, that, it actually looks kind of good. Yeah. So, 
check that one out. Okay. And then finally, this isn't really much of a, of a trailer as much as it is a, uh, a kind of an, a streaming ad on Disney+. An announcement. Plus. An announcement. IMAX enhanced on Disney. Yes. Plus. So. I, I just read about yeah, this today. Bring in the IMAX aspect ratio to Disney+. Plus. It looks like it's going to be all of the Avengers, um, the MCU movies, uh, will be will, will offer um, that the IMAX aspect ratio where you can, you know, see, you know, more of the, I guess, the top and bottom of the screen. Right. Um, yeah. So it looks. I was. I, I'm excited for. I was wondering when they were doing this. You know, I was wondering when they yeah. were going to do this because when they digitally released the Dark Knight. They released it with on iTunes with the um, in the IMAX aspect ratio, and I, I loved watching it. Um, unfortunately, I had to watch it on my computer because it was 2012 or something like that, and and um, or 20 2008. Yeah. Sorry, and and we weren't as far as along in, in those as we were. But um, you know, did. Zack Snyder recently. Well, yeah, re- Zack Snyder recently um, released his Justice Justice the League. In the wow. IMAX ratio, and then and then subsequently did the same by reissuing the Batman v Superman. So, um, and, and I was just wondering, I mean, like, why why not do that for home viewing and give us the option, and, you know, to see the whole the whole. And cut. Disney Plus heard you, and they're doing it now. Thank you, Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah. So uh, moving along, we got movies that are being released. Uh, or that we are in, and and or intending on yeah. watching. Okay, first of all, uh, this came out of nowhere, man. I, I was I was actually just searching of when this was going to be released, and um, no time to die came out of left field and got and was released. No on time Tuesday. to die now streaming now the, streaming the most, and, the, and the can... latest in the um, James Bond franchise. Mm-hmm. The final, final Daniel, Daniel Craig, Craig James Bond. I've been holding off on watching this one because we're in a pandemic, and and right. two, I wanted to rewatch from from Casino Royale because I I know all of these movies, unlike maybe unlike other entries in into the Bond franchise, are all connected, and it's like yes, one criminal organization, one layer on top of the other, and him pulling back the onion. Um. Yes. And I, I just know that I've missed so much along the way. So I, I've actually, mm. I've actually gone back to to start to, to to stream all of them in a row, starting with Casino Royale. So I've I haven't seen this yet. I probably will in the next week or two once I make my yeah. way through the Daniel Craig James Bond catalog. There you go. Okay, there's one. Here's one uh, coming into theaters that uh, we uh, I think will probably end up going to Clifford, the big red dog. Yep. Um, oh, oh, that's also, I think that's coming out on Paramount. It Plus is. As well. I think it's, I think it's uh, simultaneous yeah. okay. theatrical and streaming release on Paramount plus to get more yes. of those subscribers. Yeah. My kids have been, uh, have been chomping at the bit asking me when yep. this one's going to so be the live action so. CGI take on Clifford, the big red dog. Right. Okay. Home sweet home alone on Disney plus once again, more family content. I mean, it's going to be a watch because, you know, it's family. You know what? My kids have not seen the Home Alone films, and I think this is probably the year that, that we're going to have to start watching them. He could have just tiled 911. <laughs> he could have just tiled, yes. But, you know, 
kids. Who knows? Um, okay, Netflix has a big, big release week. First, they're going to be releasing Red Notice, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson, uh, Ryan Reynolds, and the lovely Gal Gadot. Yeah, it's that's a that's it's like a watch. spy spy thriller action extravaganza comedy comedy. <laughs> Can't go wrong Three with that. Three huge names in action comic book action that's comedy right. movies. And and then and then yep. some counter programming from Netflix against themselves. Tick tick boom. I'll let you talk about that. <clears throat> um, tick tick boom. I am very excited about this one um, because I was in my twenties when Rent came out, and uh, Rent is uh, was I was a bit of a rent head. I seen Rent uh, several times on Broadway and touring. Um, and this is the life of Jonathan Larson, who wrote Rent, who actually um, died of an aortic aneurysm the night before the dress rehearsal, oh, the, the or the first preview or the dress rehearsal or something like that, uh, or the first public showing of, of Rent off Broadway before it made the transfer to Broadway. And that, that garnered a lot of attention for the show. And it, you know, received a, uh, rave reviews, a transfer to Broadway, we played for 15, 16 years or something like that. Um, so this is, this is actually a, uh, Sondheim, a Stephen Sondheim inspired, a solo piece that he did that, um, was turned into an off-Broadway musical with, um, featuring three actors. It's directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda, who also starred in it in a, in a stage production, but, uh, they expanded this to be a theatrical, uh, he's release. making, the, he's making um, a run at that EGOT. He sure is, man. <laughs> I'll tell you what. But uh, I'm, I'm excited to see this. And, and uh, I, I have to say, um, seeing all the stuff on Jonathan Larson that I've seen in my life, um, we, we have – who's starring in it? That's the only – Spider-Man. Andrew, Andrew Garfield. Garfield. He looks yeah. just like him. I'll be honest. So. I've never seen Rent, but I have seen Team America where they parody Rent. <laughs> Everyone's got AIDS. Yeah. That's as much everyone's as got about AIDS. It. Yeah, it's it's a great show. It's it's a um, take on um, uh, Labo M, and and just kind of a a Brechtian Labo M in pop culture sense. So all right, tick tick boom, definitely a Streaming watch for me on Friday, November twelfth on Netflix. Yes, which would be today <laughs> in the episode time today. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let me let me let me ask you a question really quick. Let's let's get off sure. topic here because we're gonna start talking about Tom yes, Hanks. and Finch. In Finch, um, what are your favorite Tom Hanks movies? I mean, he's America's yep. dad. He's done a massive. He has a massive body I mean, of work. Can you say that, that you, you have love. a favorite? It's like it's like choosing your favorite child at this point. The <laughs> the you know his film his IMDb just packed with. You know, bangers, right? Um, yeah. The first one that comes to mind is Forrest Gump. That I think that's going to be everybody's favorite. You know, for the most for the most part, it's such. I mean, he went from comedy actor to doing Philadelphia to Forrest Gump, and just completely exploded yeah. and, and and became the I can do anything sure. role. You know, the I can do anything actor. So. Um, so what do you got? Yep. Forrest Gump. What else? Saving Private Ryan. I of mean, course. Yeah, you know, it, he's America's dad because I mean, certainly embodies yeah. 
all the traits from he's stoic, he's funny, he's your pal, but you'd never want to disappoint him. A lot of his characters have like those just the traits that like, you know, embody the ideal of a dad, whether that's fair or not, right? But, you know, he's certainly cultivated that in all of his roles. And, um, you know, so Saving Private Ryan, incredible film. And, you know, he definitely, definitely carries that, you know, that same kind of persona of just like, you want to follow him through a brick wall in this, through the sands of Normandy, right. you know, behind enemy lines. Yeah. So Saving Private Ryan for sure. How about okay. you? What else? Um, you know, I'm going to say, um, Greyhound is definitely a okay. top one. Uh, and that was, that Relatively came out last year. Recent. Yeah. And that is such a great gripping epic watch. I mean, it's, it's, you know, like 90 minutes long. It's nonstop, you know, yeah. thrills. And, um, you don't get to I, relax I until he does. A, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. You don't, you, you're, you're just biting your nails, white, white knuckling your seat. I'm going to have to say big. I watched that so many times. Who hasn't, though? I guess if you've been living under a rock or you were born, you know, in the after, you know, the mid 90s. <laughs> yeah, totally. And if you were, if you haven't seen and, it, you should, because big is delight is a delightful is a delightful movie. It's yeah. And that that's that was probably I would say that would be the defining moment of of Tom Hanks becoming uh, just a phenomenal presence in our lives and becoming that A-list actor, you know, going from like Bachelor Party and all these other quirky comedies and Splash and stuff. Big was the chain game changer. That was the movie that moved him from comedic actor to sure. dramatic actor. Yeah, so much, you know, you know and, and what kid watching that doesn't, isn't thinking like, I, I want to grow up. I want to be an adult. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, that, that one's good. Um, I can't really think of a third movie. Apollo uh, 13? Mean, Apollo 13 is so good. Yeah. You know what? Road to Perdition. Oh, Road to Perdition so good. Yeah, so good. Such an amazing film. Daniel Craig is in that. I so. did not remember that. But what, This is the Nexus. He was the the kind of the reject son, you know, that, that was the troublemaker. And so. Oh, my um, gosh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that was one of his yeah. earlier roles. And so here we go. We've bridged the gap between James Bond That's and right. Tom Hanks here. I mean, all I, right. He, to, the Toy Story franchise. Yeah, Toy Stories. I mean, he's done it all. He's done amazing, amazing work. So, I mean, we, we got to celebrate yeah. Tom Hanks. I've got one more. Okay. Um, where, where was it? it? It's totally lost on me. Oh gosh! <laughs> Bridge of Spies. <laughs> Bridge of Spies. Catch me if you can. I'm just going through his Catch IMDb now. Can. I'm just going through his IMDb because yeah, just going Express, through it. Yeah, we I know, watched so that I. recently. Polar Express. We watch yeah, it every year. My my my, my five year old son, like it finally landed with him. Oh, yeah. you got to throw out the, the, the romantic comedy run that he went on, right? So yeah. you've, you've got, got mail. mail, Sleepless in Seattle. That was so great. A League of Their Own. A League of Their Own. I was just going to say A League of Their Own. I mean, baseball. You can't say that you got to – it's like choosing your favorite child. So, yeah. So, I'm going to say this. It is is absolutely impossible to choose your favorite Tom Hanks movies because he's done so many great movies. You can't narrow it it down. You may may be able to to say, this is my favorite Tom Hanks movie for now. A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood? My uh, goodness. Just – Okay. 
we better move on because we could yeah we could dedicate okay. an entire episode just to Tom Hanks. To Tom Hanks, I know. So um, lead us in. Take it All away. All right. Well, for our main topic, Finch on Apple TV now streaming on Apple TV Plus. Uh, Finch is directed by Miguel Sapochnik. Um, you may know him from directing the the Game of Thrones tentpole episodes, um, starring Tom Hanks um, as as your title character and Caleb Landry Jones. Um, it's about a ro- uh, It's about a man named Finch who builds a robot in a post apocalyptic Earth to protect the life of his beloved dog, Tim. Okay, your your initial thoughts. Wow, I had so many thoughts. You you know something? I had not seen a trailer. Before I watch this, I watched you this came last in fresh. Um, I came in fresh. I, I, I didn't really know what it was all about. And, and I thought when they, when they had the description of it, which, which I had read, you know, where he's trying to, you know, you know, protect himself from, from ravagers. I, I, I had no, I, I thought there were going to be more people in yeah. this film. This was another tour de force film carried, a la yeah, castaway. We didn't, mention, we didn't even mention castaway in our favorite list uh, favorite Tom Hanks movie. Oh, I know <sighs> castaway. So, so many good. movies. I know it was, it was such a tour de force, you know, to, to be in this film. Uh, what a performance he's essentially doing half the movie almost yeah. by himself and the dog. And then um, he has to, they have to escape a storm that's going to trap them for, you know, yeah. forty days. So they they he 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 um, expedites his the building yep. of this robot, and then they hop in the the RV, the fortified RV, and and then they yeah. head west. So many so many thoughts. Like, where was this going? You know, it it was about you know really clinging onto life, and um, in in a world where everyone yeah. has died. It- what is it you to know? be human when nearly yeah. all of humanity is lost? Right? You know, it's uh so I mean it takes place in a post apocalyptic earth where it's like a solar flare or something like that has you know decimated the earth, flipped the climate, mm-hmm. right? Um he, he he's currently hunkered down in, in St. Louis. He's gotta get out. Right, you can't even be outside without protective, like a fully protective suit, right? Um, and uh, and and he builds he builds the robot because he knows that he's not he's not you know long for life, and and mm-hmm. uh, you know it's it's um, it's also an interesting take on on fatherhood, or you know what it's like to have children, right? Um, because oh, yeah. you know he builds the robot he he uploads all all kinds of data to the robot so it has a database of information to to start from but you know the the scenes where he's you know teaching it to talk and communicating with it for the first time and you know teaching it to walk and you know taking it through kind of life lessons of how to survive in the world um, you know, as a as a relatively new father for both of us, right? I've got a five year old. You have you have right. young children as well. Um, it it definitely right. takes you through that. What is it to be a father? What is it to be human? So mm-hmm. I, I love this yeah. movie. My my son wanted to yeah, watch it, it was, again. Yeah. Oh really? <laughs> nice. Yeah. I ne- I never thought of that actually. Um, having having the kids watch it. Um, that would definitely be a um. 
it, now that I look at it, I, I was thinking it was like kind of, you know, Castaway meets Mad Max. But and, um, and you know, I had no and, idea. And another in another time, maybe they would have done that movie. Right. Um, you know, of <laughs> of, you know, you know, I mean the the classic post-apocalyptic trope is you know you're 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 all you're isolated on your own and then you run into other humans those are your you know the the monsters out there right but um it's uh yeah it definitely definitely one of those where he carries where he carries the the movie for sure yeah absolutely absolutely Um, so what worked what do you think uh worked the best so for me it's that his surprising the, the the his relationship with with the robot that he builds and you you can see the growth of the robot over time um you can see how mm-hmm. you know he kind of sees it initially as like a tool and you can see you know as as he teaches it more as it learns more as it as it grows um you can see that kind of switch flip where um you know i i think he he start you know he gets that understanding of like this is this is what it's like to be a father right so that that definitely right. that definitely worked for me yeah and i you know for me i have to say it was um it kind of twofold I, I would say a lot of of the storytelling between the lines you know the the you know how you interact with somebody how you're you're seeing how he's getting getting on with the the robot how he reacts to his dog how how they act together especially towards the end you know that was that was a lot of that action so to speak um it was it was extremely important to the storytelling but also what i really loved is it it had a um sam shepherd play you know feel to it in the dialogue where you know he the exposition was through these little monologues and um you know without uh, i should I should take it back when I mentioned Sam Shepard without the big family drama and the animosity toward each other, um, um, you know, telling those little stories to provide some exposition. Those, those were, I think those were the strengths of the film and, and how we knew what was going on. There was still a lot of fascinating movie watching to be had, but we still didn't have the whole story until, you know, he he had this little monologue and you know when he told a story and so i i I really enjoyed that more than anything let me ask you a question at the end of the world if you can't be with Mm -hmm. any other humans including any family robot or dog oh man you know what (sighs) dogs Uh are amazing i love dogs and they're going to be a an amazing companion. They're going to snuggle with you. They're going to provide you with, with a lot of human contact, but at a certain point, you know, you're going to have to, you're probably going to have to eat your dog. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, you didn't know where this was going, did you? <laughs> you know, <laughs> You can't. You can't. You but, can't what, what do they say about animals? You, you know, if you're gonna eat it, you can't name it, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. If you're gonna name it you can, or eat it, you can't name it. So, um, you know, so robot uh, for you. Um, well, you know, you gotta have yeah. a food source. But I mean, uh, uh, if if it were Jeff the robot, 
and then the robot's name becomes Jeff. I would say, you know, Jeff was very handy in, in getting him out of some yeah. tight spots, you know, as far as, you know, changing the tire, pushing the RV under the underpass, you know, um, you're, you're it was, dangerously it was in incredible. spoiler territory, my friend. I know I'm dangerously <laughs> in sport, but you don't know why, but, but the robot was, was, um, was, uh, was very, very handy. So I don't know. I mean, be, but because, because of the way he conditioned the robot, because of the way he educated the robot, um, you know, I would have to say, I mean, at, at a certain point he had a, com- he had as close to a human companion as, sure, he, as he could have. Sure. You know, I, I you know? for me, it, it defaults to robot because I'm allergic to dogs. Because you're yeah. allergic to dogs. <laughs> so I don't even know if I could well, eat the dog. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Lives. I mean, well, it's really, uh, that could happen. <laughs> that could happen. So it would be robot for me because um, uh, even at the end of the world, I don't want to have like itchy, watery eyes and like hives. So unfortunately, robot for me. I that's better true. Be, I better start getting good at programming and engineering. So Tim, what didn't work for you? I would say that, you know, the first half did get a little slow um, after the inciting incident um, to break it down in technical terms. But it, it did get a little slow as they got on the road. Not going to lie. I just had a huge belly full of popcorn <laughs> as well. So that didn't that didn't help out. And it was, it was 10 o'clock at night. After kids are in bed. Uh, yeah, so after I put the kids to bed. Don't um, blame that on the movie. But, that's you. I know that's, that's, I'm like, Oh, I got to have some popcorn with this thing worked in this um, movie. You're nitpicking. <laughs> yeah. It, it, you know, if I had to be nitpicky, but, but it, it's, I mean, if they had to cut it down a little bit, I mean, it would just be a few minutes, but it, it wasn't yeah. significant. So, I mean, I mean, nothing really didn't work in us. Um, so, um, uh, and, and I thought it was a very, very yeah. well done film. Uh, very simple to do. I thought this was the one he did in Australia when he got COVID, but I guess they filmed. Yeah, this in I think Mexico. that one was uh, the news of the world. The, uh, the Western. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So, yeah. So for for me, a lot worked in this movie. So oh yeah. It, this is nitpicking territory. What didn't work, which again, it's a different type. It's a different movie for probably a different time. But you know, could could he have? Could he have more human interaction? Could have there have been more of that? But I mean, I guess that's been done to death, right? So give me a solo Tom Hanks movie. I'm good. I'm good with it. I, I have to say, in that respect, I, you know, the thing is, is it's keeping a film, keep, you know, really hanging on to the integrity of the film because you, you want to make a certain film is important. You know, having to do a certain thing because you feel like a film has to do a certain thing. Like maybe, maybe the, the executives say, Oh, maybe we should have a fight scene or something like that. I, I, I really think that's, that's when studio interference destroys the integrity of the film. You look at, we had, we had last episode, we talked about a few good men. Uh, one of the biggest things in the behind the scenes to a few good men is that they wanted Tom Cruise and Demi Moore to have a, a, a mm-hmm. relationship, have a romantic relationship and a storyline. And they were like, well, what, what is that going to add yeah. to the film? Yeah. Absolutely zero. So I don't it's think a different studio um, if, at a different time, probably yeah. dives into the humans right. are the real monsters 
part of these apocalyptic right. stories. Yeah. But let's face it. I mean, the the you know Tom Hanks chose a script, and he's Tom Hanks, so he he would probably say, you know, yeah. no, I'm not going to do this. So I, I want to. Um, oh, I noticed it was. I noticed it was produced by Robert Zemeckis, yeah. who also who directed Castaway. So you know, I, I, away, I definitely but think at the that, end of the world know, with a robot and dog. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, I, I so I, I I do think that they they you have the clout to kind of keep that artistic integrity yeah. intact. Can, can I jump back into what worked real quick is yeah. th- there's, there's a, there's a, there's a catch scene uh, in this movie that has real field of dreams vibes to it. That again, as, as a father, I mean, I, I became a puddle and mm-hmm. um, you know, it really hit home to me, you know, that this is a story about, you know, humanity and, you know, parenthood and, you know, what it's like, um, you know, to raise, to raise your kids, to raise kids and, and to see them develop and grow. And I mean, that, that scene right there, um, sealed it for me where I was, this is an incredible film. Yeah. I I think I know which which scene you're talking about. Yeah. Toward the end. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And that's what I was talking about with no dialogue. (laughs) So not 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 diving too much into it for anyone that hasn't seen it yet, but there's there's a right. there's there's a scene of catch that like if if you've also seen Field of Dreams, it like it just hits. So mm-hmm. yes, you know, I, and the thing is, is that it's it's um it it doesn't spoil the film, but at the same time, you don't want to give sure, that scene away. It's incredible. So, you know, uh, any yeah. other thoughts before we uh, get into the like our 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 rating? It was fantastic, a fantastic film. film. I guess I guess that gives away the the, mm-hmm. the final take. Watch stream or skip for you, Tim. It's a watch and a stream. Yeah, well, default stream because it's, <laughs> it's defaults to stream H- or it's on uh, Apple TV Plus. But that, absolutely right. watch. And if if yeah. you are going, you know, when you do go to stream it on Apple TV Plus. Find the biggest screen possible, um, because right. you know there are some incredible visuals um, for a mm-hmm. movie that's you know more up close, more tight and intimate. Um, you know, yeah. and and you know the 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 effects. You don't even know that the robot is. I imagine it's largely CG. Um, yeah, probably kind of. He wore a suit. You know, but it's and, you know incredible performances. Yeah. Definitely worth the watch. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, if, if you're not on Apple TV Plus, it's they're 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 churning out some hits right now. So they they are, especially Tom Hanks being oh, on yeah. Apple TV Plus. Yeah. You know? So a watch yeah. for both of us. Tim yes. Cox, do you have a haiku review for us? You know, I do Excellent. have a haiku. I just happened to to bang this one out right before we started here. Okay. He built a robot. The world has radiation. Love, Jeff, and Goodyear. <laughs> yes. Boom. Uh, <laughs> and you have to watch it to really drop. get that. So. That's a mic drop. That's it. That's the podcast. That's a, yeah, that is a mic drop. It is. Totally. So have to, I have to concur. All right. Well, that is our final take. If you enjoy the show please subscribe and give us five stars and a glowing review so our podcast 
can reach more people and we can tell our wives that yes, we do need to be consuming all this content. Thanks again to Tyler Hobbs of Space Ranger for the original music. Check out Space Ranger exclusively on Spotify. Email us if you have any questions, comments, or anecdotes to thefinaltakepod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thefinaltakepod, as well as Twitter and Instagram at thefinaltakepod. Join us next week where we discuss Ghostbusters Afterlife. Until then... Who are you going to call? Ghostbuster. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>